Hey, it's Jesse, and welcome to the podcast where we are going to share with you the third in our three-part series from the Ultimate Mind community. This particular series, uh, this is our final one in this uh, in this round. We started with energy, then in our last full-length episode, we talked about love, and today we're talking about money. And the idea of not only being able to have more of it, um, that's, that's a part of it for sure, but it's not just having more, it's also having a better relationship with money, having a better feeling around money so that the money that is in your life comes with uh, a sense of peace and, and fulfillment and confidence in its use not just getting more of it. So it's not just about, you know, having having more money, it's about being better around money. And of course, you can have more of it flowing in too. That's a natural result of applying some of these philosophies. And so with that being said, please enjoy this third episode in the Ultimate Mind series. Welcome to Ultimate Money. Need nothing, appreciate everything, have it all. Welcome to the podcast that helps you architect your most self-authorized, productive, and fulfilled life. Join action philosopher Jesse Elder on a journey to greater joy, freedom, and wealth of every kind as he shares insights gained from the leading edge of liberated living. The hardest part is accepting just how easy success can be. And now, Jesse. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, just a couple more seconds. Uh, you've got a journal, right? Let me see, scrolling. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see all of you today. Today, ultimate money. Ultimate money. Quite a, uh, quite a ride we've had, huh? Question, uh, how many of you are alumni from Ultimate One? Who's here, who's here on repeat? <laughs> how many of you came back for more? In, uh, for Ultimates 2. Quite a few of you, I know. Uh, and what about this? What about uh, who's in Freedom Teachers? I know a lot of you guys are in Freedom Teachers. Most of you probably are in Freedom Teachers. What a cool uh, experience that is turning out to be. Um, I'm really excited about this particular session because bottom line is without without a healthy energy around money, all of your other freedoms are restricted. Now, this is very different than saying without a lot of money, your freedoms are restricted. Let's, let's be clear about this. There's a giant Grand Canyon-sized difference between having a lot of money and having a healthy energy around money. See, if you have money coming in, coming in, let's say you've got a, you know, an amount that comes in, a client pays you, uh, you know, you get a raise at work or whatever it is, and you get more money coming in. Uh, first, here's your first nugget for today. Money is an amplifier of your essence. Write that down, please. Money is an amplifier of your essence. So if you are practicing a vibration of overwhelm, if you're practicing a, a frequency of lack, if you're practicing feeling like you're not enough, money is going to give you a lot more power to feel those things with. I've, I have in my journeys encountered people who have what we would 
probably consider what I consider to be a lot of money. You know, people who are making uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. And, you know, you hang out with them and, you know, you, you get to feel their frequency. And they start to realize that they really are scared of what other people think. They are worried about how other, or others are perceiving them. They're worried about, you know, being rejected. Uh, they've, they've got these deep-seated dreams that they're not allowing out because of what other people will think. And so for them, money has become a way of amplifying the feelings that they've got. And so, you know, you, you, you can certainly distract yourself with a brand new car, do a little retail therapy, and that does feel good. It's a lot of fun. You know, you can get clothes and the newest things. You can go on cool trips to try and escape your, uh, <laughs> your lack of freedom of location, the fact that you don't like your, your place. So money just amplifies whatever you've got going on. And I am so appreciative personally of the many experiences that I've had where I didn't have any money. And yet I was living in total abundance. Um, I've had many experiences in my life where I wasn't living this, this lush, uh, carefree, I can buy whatever I want uh, sort of existence. There's, there's plenty of times in my life where there's not, that's not been the case. But here's also what I found. Those moments, let's get you guys set up officially now that we're all here. Hello. During those times that I didn't have money, I never felt poor. You know, I never, I never felt like I was missing anything. You know, I didn't feel like there was something lacking in my life. What I learned to do was to practice the wealth that I did have, a wealth of friendships, a wealth of physical health and energy, having uh, an abundance of, of adventures and opportunities. And so then I thought, okay, well, wouldn't it be cool to do all of this and have money? So I'm very appreciative that in my particular experience that I didn't have any money, I didn't grow up with any money, and uh, you know, we weren't starving, you know, we weren't on the streets, uh, but there was really never any extra, not much extra resources. So I grew up hearing, um, basically, we don't have the money for that. We don't have the money for that. And after you hear that enough times, you stop asking. So what I learned to do is just to not ask. Is that okay? Can, are you guys back? Are we on this? Can you guys hear? So, so let's, be, let's be clear about something. This, this uh, drive for money that so many people experience, this um, urge to have more of it, where is it coming from? Is it coming from expansion or is it coming from fear? And so money doesn't care. You can, you can be fearful and make lots of money. You can be carefree and make lots of money. You can be a loving, kind, badass person uh, and have lots of money. You can be a total mother trucker and you can be uh, a criminal and you can be a, what a lot of people would call an evil person and you can still make money. So what does that tell you? It tells you that money is blind to virtue. Now, some people freak out when they hear that. And you're like, oh, so, so I should be bad to get money? No, no. It's just that money doesn't care. Money goes to, to saints and it goes to sinners, as the saying goes. Money just goes where, where 
It's expected. It goes where it's appreciated. It goes where it's wanted. So a couple of myths that we've got to get rid of in order to have this ultimate energy of money, the ultimate energy of money allows more money to flow in. Okay. So let's, let's get, let's kill a couple of myths here. There's a myth that says money is scarce. You ever found yourself thinking this? Money is scarce. Money is hard to come by. Now, that might have been your experience. It might even be your experience. But is that a universal truth? Is this a universal experience? Is money limited everywhere? Is money limited in the world? No, it's absolutely not limited. It might be currently limited in your experience or it might have been limited in your experience, but money itself is as abundant as oxygen. Money itself is as ever-present as gravity. Money is everywhere. Money is everywhere. Money is everywhere. So this first idea that money is scarce, you gotta start to reconcile that for yourself and you gotta say, you know what? That's just an idea that I picked up some along the way, but the more I test it, the more I study it, the more I see that's not true. So let's get that just popped out of your mind, okay? Money is not scarce. Money is everywhere. And can you feel a little bit of a shift, a little bit of change in your energy when you start to entertain that thought that money is actually everywhere? Now, in my experience, once I started to uh, identify that particular belief, that idea that money is everywhere, I actually felt worse. I actually felt worse because I thought, great, if money's everywhere, I just don't have any of it. What's wrong with me? That's not terribly useful. Uh, but yeah, Herbert, exactly. It's a, the veils around money. You know what? I'm going to change it around here because a couple of reasons. First of all, I want you guys to see these nice flowers. We're getting the place all prettied up for this uh, little ultimate party that's going to be happening. Secondly, I want to make sure that I charge my, uh, charge my device for you guys. <laughs> so at first you might experience, you know, a little bit of a, of a resistance when you start saying, okay, great money's everywhere. Just not for me, but that's not really useful. The second belief that helps to, uh, to adjust here is this. Um, yeah, I'm glad you guys like the flowers. I got them for you guys. <laughs> Okay, so here's, a, here's another belief that's, that's worth checking out. There we go. All right, money's everywhere, cool. But then what about this? Money goes to good people. You know, if, you, if you're a good person, then you become deserving, you become worthy, and then the money will follow. Have you ever, have you ever felt that? Or have you ever ever wished that it was true? Well, gosh, if I can just be a good enough person, you know, if I can be kind and loving, if I can be virtuous, then I will deserve to be rewarded and then the money will start flowing. Is that, uh, have you ever felt that? Have you ever experienced that feeling before? I wanna make more money, so let me be a better person. Let me be a nicer person, a kinder person. And perhaps you've 
change your behavior so that you can do those things. I'm gonna be nicer to people. I'm gonna go out of my way to help people. Somebody needs something, I'm just gonna help it, help them. But then, okay, where's the money? Now, again, this does not mean, this does not mean that you don't get to be a nice person if that's what you feel. It doesn't mean that you don't get to be a good person because again, money is blind to virtue. So for us to have this healthy, relaxed, confident energy around money where money just flows in effortlessly and easily and, and frequently, like you literally just have a thought, money shows up. If that's a reality that you'd like to embrace and that that's a, a reality that you'd like to live in, then you gotta shed some of these beliefs that just aren't true, they're just not useful. Money is hard to get. No, it's actually everywhere. Money only goes to good people. Actually, it goes to everybody who follow certain principles. And that's what we're talking about in this uh, particular video. Is this making sense so far? So there's a third one, okay? There's a third one. This, this one's actually pretty, this is pretty big. Ready for this? Money comes from hard work. Money comes from hard work. Have you heard that before? Have you heard this particular idea? Money comes from hard work. Now, part of this goes to the idea of being a good person, right? If you are a, I mean, how many times have you heard this? Honest, hardworking person. Honest, hardworking person. So does that mean that people who don't work that hard aren't honest? And usually when you hear hardworking, what that means is suffering, struggling. There's a really interesting example here. Um, do you guys know what a locksmith is? You know, somebody who, who you know, gets called to replace a lock, you know, you lock yourself out, you do it. Well, I read something really interesting years ago that, um, so somebody calls a locksmith, the locksmith shows up and this person's locked out of their house, you know, they can't get in. So the locksmith shows up, they look at the lock, they pull out a tool, and they go click, 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 click. The lock opens, they open the door, let the person in. Then if the person wants, they can take another few minutes, literally like two minutes, take the old lock out, put the new lock in, and the whole thing takes like maybe seven minutes. And then they submit a bill. And they're submitting bills of like $150, sometimes $200. And people started complaining in the industry. You know, customers started complaining. They're like, that's way too much for seven minutes. So, and I don't agree with this or support it. I think it's a terrible way to do business. And you'll I'll find out why as we do this. But what a lot of locksmiths started doing is they'd show up, they would look at the lock for like three minutes and they would go, hmm. Hmm. And they'd go back to their van and they'd get a big clipboard and they'd come back and they'd start jotting down all these notes and numbers. And then they'd look at the other side of the lock and go, hmm. And then they'd go back to the van and they'd be in the van for like 10 minutes and they'd come back with a tool and they'd do part of the job and they'd go back and they would just repeat this shit for like 45 minutes. And while the person is waiting to get into their house, they're watching this locksmith work really hard. 
And finally, after wiping the sweat from their brow and ah, not that tool, ah, not that tool. Finally, the lock pops and the locksmith goes, ah, we got it. And the person goes, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. How, how much do I owe you? And they're like, it's, it's 300 euro on the weekend, exactly. And they're like, no problem, here you go. And people began willingly paying for the exact same service. Even though the service was taking sometimes eight or nine times as long. Because human beings have these fucked up beliefs that the better something is, the harder it must be. The tougher something is, the more valuable it is. Fuck that. This is not how life works. This is not how the natural world operates. And if you would like to have yourself a healthy, loving, free-flowing relationship with money, then you've gotta get it out of your mind that you have to suffer in order to have it. This isn't how it works. There's a little event in Austin this weekend and there's some speakers coming in and, and there's a woman that I was talking to who said, yeah, you know, I, I uh, hired a coach for a private day and uh, you know, I paid her $13,000 for the day and you know, it was, it was only four and a half hours and you know, when I do my private days, you know, I make sure people get a full day and I'm hearing this, this belief show up again. The belief is that more time equals more value. No, it doesn't. More time doesn't equal more value. Do you know what equals more value? This is gonna be profound. You may, you may wanna get your, your note-taking skills ready. Do you wanna know what creates more value? More value. More value creates more value. More time is not more value. More value is more value. Now what that value is, you gotta follow the platinum rule. So this woman who hired a coach for $13,000 for the day and only got four and a half hours, my first thought was, I wonder what the results were that she was coming for. Was she expecting the time or was she expecting a transformation? Was she expecting to get a result, to get an answer? When I first started doing private days with business coaching, I made it a game with all my clients. I said, we're gonna play a game. You have an exact outcome that you're, that you're arriving for that you believe I can help you with. I'm accepting your business because I believe I can help you. So let's make a game. We're gonna find out at what point during the day did you get the information and the clarity that's gonna result when you apply it is gonna result in you getting your money back. Let's play a game. And when clients started focusing on the value of what they were there for, I started seeing that game get a lot more fun. And usually it started happening by lunchtime because we were both focused on the main reason why we were there. And so this whole idea of value Time does not equal value. Imagine that you're, you're going to, to uh, have a dental procedure done and it's gonna be something really intense like a root canal 
and the dentist or the orthodontist or the, the, the you know, the, the, the doctor says, um, yeah, it's, it's going to take, um, you know, us doing this and this in your, in your mouth and all this kind of stuff. It's going to be kind of intense, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get you in and out. And you say, well, how much is that going to be? And he says, oh, it's going to be about $1,500. You're like, $1,500? How long is that going to take? And he says, oh, it's, we're going to be in there for about, about five, six minutes. Now, the unthinking person, the unknowing person will say, hmm, $1,500 for six minutes. Gosh, that's, that's a lot, you know? That's like $15,000 an hour. I, I don't know. And then some people might actually say to the dentist, they might say, you know, $1,500, that's a lot for six minutes. Now, the smart dentist will say, well, if, uh, if the, the value of the time is what you're really interested in, why don't we do this? I'll, I'll clear my schedule and I'll make your root canal last all day long. I can just drill slowly and... You know, we can just, you know, we can make it last all day. That way you really get your money's worth. Do you see what we're getting at here? Value. What is the value? So we've got to get rid of these ideas that money is scarce. It's not scarce. It's everywhere. Money goes to only good people. Well, what does that even mean? Money is blind to virtue. Does that mean that, uh, that you have to work really, really hard to get your money? No, you don't. So we gotta get rid of some of these ideas in order to have this wealth frequency, in order to get back in this zone. And in fact, if you are a service provider of any sort, you'll make a lot more money the more you focus on what the actual needs are of your client. You know, the reason why we made millions of dollars in the martial arts and that those millions of dollars were evidence of changing thousands and thousands of, of parents' perceptions, working with thousands of students and helping them to shift their own behavior. We were making sometimes as much as 50 times more than our competitors. 50 times more in the same neighborhood, the same um, audience, the same kids, the same families, we were making as much as 50 times more. One of my competitors, back when I believed in competition, he had a school about three blocks from me, maybe two or three blocks, and he was making around $5,000 a month because we were in the same kind of networking group and everybody would share their numbers. So one time he says, yeah, my school did 5,000 last month. He's like two, three blocks away. And then it came time for me to share the numbers and the person who was facilitating said, okay, and you know, Mr. Elder, what, were you, you know, what did your school do last month? And I pulled up the spreadsheet and I said, we did $104,356. And you could have heard a pin drop. Everybody was like, what? Same audience, same neighborhood. Even the style of martial arts that we were teaching was very similar. But see, the difference between the other schools and our schools the other schools were very intent on teaching Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, Kung Fu, um, kickboxing. They were very intent on teaching their style. But if you ask any one of my staff and my team back in the day when we were training on this stuff, you ask them, what do you teach? They wouldn't say Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu. They would say, we teach humans. We work with people. 
This is a massive distinction. We were serving the needs and the desires not uh, of our clients, not to learn how to punch and kick, but so their children could have confidence, so their children could have focus, so their children could develop good habits and pick up their room without being told and focus on their study and grades because that's what was important to the parents and treat their brothers and their sister with more patience and more kindness and more respect. That's the business that we were in. Our competitors were teaching martial arts. This is all making sense so far. You might be thinking, okay, great, Jesse, but I'm not a karate teacher. Okay, well, if you see yourself as, um, I don't know, financial advisor or a chiropractor or uh, an author, that's great. Those, that's the vehicle. But underneath it all is what, is what are people actually coming to you for? And so while this particular training, this video is not a marketing or sales training, good marketing and good sales is always based on this wealth frequency. Truly understanding what is the goal and the need of the people that you're serving. And this is what removes a major block to money. Most people have this attitude where they, they just can't receive money. I, I did an exercise uh, last night, again, in this little networking thing, and there's a, uh, another person who, we were just talking about being outrageous and being spontaneous and basically self-authorizing. And I said, you know what would happen if, uh, if I walked up to someone and I looked, at, what the, I looked at them with a straight face and I said, hey, will you give me your wallet? Do you realize the amount of discomfort that that would create for somebody because that's not a polite question? And I said, but the reality is, until someone knows how to ask even weird questions with a straight face, they're all caught up in their own energy. It's all weird. So this person starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I get it. And then they decide to play a joke and they look at me and he said, can I have your wallet? <laughs> all uncomfortable. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? If you hadn't have laughed, the answer would have been yes. But the fact that you're laughing so much shows that you're uncomfortable with the question. It shows that you're incongruent with the request. And my guess would be that this is probably showing up in lots of other areas too. He's a coach. And, and so I said, do you, do you ever stutter when asking prices for somebody? You know, do you ever mumble when it comes to inviting somebody to make an investment in themselves? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, are you reaching your financial goals? He said, no. I said, there's a link there. There's a clue. So to be in the wealth frequency is to be so aligned with what you're sharing, to feel so confident in the value of what you're providing that to not make continual invitations is actually rude. Unless you're continually making invitations for people to better their situation, by using what you have, unless you're making continual invitations for people to make their own investment, how much do you really believe in what you do? So this is another key to this whole wealth frequency. If you'd like to have money flowing in your life, then you must be continually perpetuating value, continually sharing value with the world that is inviting people to be as serious about their growth as you've been about yours. 
So let's just get over this whole shameful, guilty feeling. If you believe in what you do, if you're good at what you do, then inviting somebody to use what you have, whether it's your skills and services in a job or whether it's a product or service that you're providing or a product that you're selling, if you really believe in that, then doesn't it just make sense that you'll continually be inviting people to elevate and upgrade and expand? Nina will uh, will address that in a little bit because this, this does have to do with uh, you know with our ability to receive really. So let's get a little more tactical for a moment. the The idea of money being not an amount, but the energy that you have around it. This is very important. Money has no energy by itself. Zero. Humans have energy around money. So as you begin to understand your own feelings around money, and you can shift those feelings little by little to feeling appreciative and feeling an eager anticipation. As you ease yourself one degree at a time in the direction that you really wanna feel, you will very quickly, within a few minutes, you can, you can go from any point of resistance overwhelm, doubt, fear, worry, and you can ease back into this wealth frequency. And that's where money-making ideas live. Not only money-making ideas, but the inevitability of the arrival of the money. You can see it, you just know it's gonna be there and it's not a big deal. That is an emotional journey, not a tactical one. And this is, again, this is critical. Does this make sense so far? the feeling of money, the feeling of wealth that is in alignment with your values, this is a, an emotional journey, not a step-by-step place that you have to get to. Are you with me so far? I really wanna make sure that this is, this is, at least you can entertain these possibilities before we get into some tactics. Good? Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, so I will, uh, I'll share with you something very, very fresh and very relevant. Um, because of all the things that are happening um, in my life right now, all of the expansions, all of the um, upgrades that are happening, I've been feeling uh, quite literally high in for the last almost two weeks, just all this, this emotion, all this energy, and I sometimes feel almost like I'm being lifted out of my body. It's a very, very odd sensation. And as Freedom Teachers is, is expanding, and as, uh, I mean, just, just this, whole, this whole spectrum here, you know, this, this whole beautiful environment where, by the way, we're gonna be welcoming lots of ultimates to this incredible space. But as, as all of this um, has been showing up, my body has been uh, doing a great job keeping up. I have ridiculous amounts of energy. In fact, sleep has been sort of elusive. And uh, it's, it's taken a lot of work to sleep, like to make myself sleep because I just don't want to. I have all this energy. And then uh, I've been meditating like two, three times a day just to keep myself in this, in this grounded zone. <clears throat> and so 
in my experience, when all this energy starts rushing and starts flowing and you're accessing all this extra power, sometimes your body needs time to calibrate because your body works slower than your mind does. That's my, my belief and my experience. So as, as my body has been experiencing these, uh, these upgrades, some very weird things started to happen. I began to get like a, like a, a pain in the side of my neck, like my neck was all tense. Um, my, my teeth actually started hurting, which is very weird. I've actually never had a cavity my, in my entire life. I've never had any sort of dental issues. Uh, I've had braces, but, um, and so I had this pain in my mouth. I began to get these headaches. And so ironically, it was right after I did the video on pain uh, over on my, my uh, brand page, and I thought, man, this is perfect. This is a great opportunity to um, practice this philosophy, presence, awareness, insight, new. So last night I went to sleep and I was really feeling, feeling it, like feeling a headache. I was feeling my neck was all tight, my tooth, not my tooth, but like my mouth was hurting. And I was like, well, this makes sense because this is all about expression. And what I'm feeling called to do and what I'm feeling called to co-create with you guys, with AMPS, with legacy, with freedom teachers, there's all this expansion. And um, so now I'm getting this, this pain, like really intense pain. So I woke up this morning and I couldn't even talk. My throat was hurting so good. Not so bad, so good. Pain is so beautiful, it's such a gift. It's packed with information. And so I have this awesome sore throat this intense pain in the whole side of my face. My head is like like that. <clears throat> and, you know, there's no, there's no causality. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm actually not drinking. So, you know, it's not like I hit a bunch of, you know, half a bottle of mezcal. That might have created a headache. But that's not what I'm doing. That's not my life. So I wake up this morning and I'm feeling, man, like my mouth is hurting. My throat is sore. I got this headache. And I thought, body, you're amazing. Thank you for giving me this intense signal to pay attention. So I just closed my eyes and laid there and put my attention on all the other parts of my body that are actually working brilliantly. I, I just you know, wiggled my fingers and I was like, man, these feel great, zero pain in my fingers. And as I focused on that, I could feel the headache diminish. Then I started flexing and stretching. I'm still laying in bed, so I'm stretching my, my body. Finally, I got up and I went out and I did an entire focus wheel around vital force. I did a whole focus wheel on vital force because I've got this pain in my throat to the point where the thought even arrived into my mind. Like, shit, I've got ultimates today at 12 Central. I'm doing a video on Freedom Teachers at 2 p.m. Central. And then there's a class that I'm scheduled to teach tonight, which I volunteered my time for the community. You're gonna go out, of course, gonna promote Freedom Teachers. But I'm thinking, man, I, I, don't, I can't even talk right now. Like it, it hurt to open my mouth, like to have air on, my, on my back of my throat hurt. And I just thought, this is fantastic. This is the residue of previous resistance. This is the momentum of all this energy that I've been asking for and accessing and vision that I'm calling in and seeing all of this and now my body's just little behind. So I'm like, this is perfect. So I did this whole focus wheel around vital force. 
And by the time I finished the focus wheel, no shit, my headache was gone. My pain inside of my jaw, gone. My neck just feels sore, like you had a really good massage, but that's it. The back of my throat, there's a little sore. Like it's, it's barely, I can feel a little like tickle in the back of my throat. Fucking healed, gone. So the idea behind that pain was to create presence so that I could become aware, identify, oh, that's it, it's resistance. It's the momentum of my body resisting this expansion of energy. Freedom Teachers is gonna go to 100,000 people. We, you're gonna blink and we're gonna have 100,000 people in that community. And that's just the free community because I really want to partner with people who want to become a bona fide actual freedom teacher. People who embody freedom, not just by their words and their emotions, but by their accomplishments. People who are committed to living and expanding the five freedoms. And so it won't be much longer, maybe another year, but we're gonna have hundreds of people who have gone through the Navy SEAL equivalent of teacher training for these concepts of meditation and journaling not just to pass concepts on, but to apply it in their own life so they can get in the best shape of their life. They can heal whatever's going on. They can create projects that are inspiring, that inspire others. I'll, I will never participate in helping somebody to just pass on information. What I'm excited about is showing people how to get ridiculous results in their life in whatever area they choose so now they have a cool story to tell when they're coaching others. Anyway, all this energy is coming in. I see where it's going. And so I know now that this is the role and this is everything that I've prepared my entire life for is now leading to this next big thing. In a huge, massive way, Ultimates has been on the leading edge of that. When we did the first Ultimates back in April, April 20th, we launched that first uh, Ultimate Mind One. And that was an experiment. Let's see what happens. And fucking hell how good it turned out to be. Ultimates Two, even better then Freedom Teachers is the, is the best next thing. So it just keeps going. So here's my body that's been in this very comfortable groove, being a nomad, being around the world, traveling, connecting, cool. But now, oh shit, now it's time to go to work. Now it's time to apply and deploy all of the strategies and philosophies that have been created. Shit, yes, let's go. So then my body was just getting a little wake-up call. And the reason I'm sharing this, and this will relate directly to money, I promise you, is because that shift, waking up, not being able to talk, splitting headache, jaw like uh, hurting, neck all frozen, and less than an hour later, like 40 minutes, thinking, feeling, breathing, appreciating, focus wheel, did a focus wheel on vital force, I'll share it with you guys if you want. But that process of aligning back with natural energy aligning with vital force, releasing the resistance, thanking my body for the role that it played in getting me focused on what I need to do. There's not a better feedback mechanism that we have. It's ignoring the signal that causes it to compound. But addressing the signal, appreciating the signal, releasing the resistance and just going back with the flow, this is, this is the game. So the reason I share that is because it, it is the exact same process with money. The exact same process. So to go from a feeling of lack, frustration, overwhelm, fear, worry, anxiety, 
And from that place to try and come up with a money-making scheme? No, it doesn't work that way. This is an emotional journey. Uh, Ivona, 100%, it's a beautifully uplifting challenge. So if you feel, or when you feel resistance around money, the first thing that we have to do is to ease back into that feeling of, of, of ease. <laughs> we get back into that feeling of feeling good about money, feeling good about receiving, feeling good about the idea of plenty. Focus wheel is very powerful for that. And in my early years, I did resist this. I'm like, oh, I'm broke. Let me go make some money. And I realized that even if I could make some money, I was like torturing myself. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for anybody else either. So I began to just find that wealth frequency. And as I found that wealth frequency, and you start to think of all these other times, you're like, oh yeah, oh shoot, that's right, oh, that's right. And you just remember that this is all a game. And then from that place of lightheartedness and confidence and certainty and poise, and you remember all the amazing wins you've already had, specifically around money, then you begin to imagine other things that might happen. And now you're in this high flying vibration. You're in this fast moving frequency where it seems fun. And you're like, fuck yes, let's go do this. And then just as easily as you might call a friend and say, hey, you wanna go see a movie or you wanna go to the park, just as easily, you'll create something that other people want and need because you're using empathy and you're finding out what's the, what's the deal. How can you help them? Maybe it's just having a high frequency friend near them that says, hey, look, I know you're going through this and it happens, but you know what? You're also a badass creator. I see you as living in the perfect space and let's, let's, let's create it together. Let's create a plan. The value of that can be massive. So money is an amplifier of what you've already got going on. And you can make money from fear. You can make money from love. You can make money from being scared and greedy. You can make money from being controlled and controlling. Or you can make money from being lighthearted and happy and free and focused and fucking savage and lighthearted. And did I say that already? <laughs> and all of these glorious energies too. Now these lighthearted, free-flowing, uh, good feeling energies are not weak unless you want them to be. You can be totally grounded in your confidence, totally grounded in the certainty of the value of what you have to offer if you're qualified, if you're good. And if you're not good, get good. <laughs> this guy texted me a couple of months ago and he was like, hey, can I, ask, can I ask you a quick question? I just want to pick your brain. And I messaged him back. I said, you want to pick my brain? Dot, dot, dot. With what? That sounds painful. He messaged back. He's like, ha, ha, ha. He said, I just have a quick question for you. I messaged him back and I said, is this a question you want me to answer for free? He messaged back. He said, it's only one question. And I said, I love answering questions that I'm qualified to answer, as long as those questions come from people who are committed. So 
I love answering questions from my students, my clients. If you'd like to have a conversation and see if it makes sense for you to move into that category so that we can just rock and roll, I'd be happy to have that conversation. And he said, well, yeah. How much is it to be a client? I said, well, the cost is zero uh, if you're not a good fit. So why don't we find out if we're a match first? <laughs> Never heard anything back from him. Done. Next. But see, I used to have this idea that, oh, if I just answer questions, just help people, help people. Eventually, they'll see all the help and then they'll join. Then they'll sign up. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> see, I don't operate anymore with this, this illusion that if I'm a nice guy, people will pay me. I know what I've done to get to the level that I'm at. I know the company that I keep. I know how extremely selective I am about who I allow to be in my space and how extremely appreciative I am of people who invite me into their space as long as there's a resonance, as long as there's a match. And so as a result, I never take people for granted who invite me into their space because we're a frequency match. And I never feel taken advantage of. I always feel ridiculously appreciated by people that I'm connecting with, whether it's a friend or a client. But see, these misunderstandings that I'm just gonna go and, and help people and then I'll make money. The biggest way you can help people is to help them get clarity about what they want. And then they can decide how serious they are about having it. And we're getting a little into marketing now. But do you see the ease with which this flows when you're in the wealth frequency? And nobody's doing this to you. You can create this for yourself. And the same emotional journey that, that made this pain go away is the same emotional journey that makes poverty go away. I made the comment in Freedom Teachers a couple nights ago that if you were to receive an amount of income tomorrow that was the equivalent to the best month's income you've ever had, and that surprised you, the reason it surprises you is because you're not expecting it. And because you're not expecting it, it cannot come. There's a very popular philosophy saying, well, just relinquish your expectations. Don't have any expectations. And while this may be useful in times of adventure, it may be useful in times of, of uncertainty where you don't know what's gonna happen. And so, well, let me just release my expectations. It's actually impossible because an expectation is a predictive quality of our minds and our brains and even our bodies. One, two, three, your brain naturally says four. One, two, three. <laughs> I think there are maybe two people on here who know what that means. Oh, shit. <laughs> Upgrade. Anyway, if you receive a large sum of money and it surprises you, the reason you're surprised is because you're not expecting it. And because you're not expecting it, it cannot show. 
This is the value of wealth walks. This is the value of money map. This is the value of money magnet. This is the value of prepaving. There it is. Uh, Dr. Jack. <laughs> this is the <laughs> We have to share that clip, man. If only I could be so committed to my craft as Elliot is to his. We'll, we'll find it. It's hilarious. Anyway, back to the point. Developing healthy, positive expectations. Expecting that today is a day for giving, growing, and gaining. Is what allows you to close the gap of uncertainty. And when you ease the resistance between feeling the way you feel about what you do and then the money that you're receiving, what I mean by that is when you feel so good about what you're sharing, so good about what you're doing, and then you feel just as good about receiving money because it's not about you. That money represents someone else's choice to advance and improve their life. Why on earth would you deny somebody the opportunity to celebrate their own upgrade and their own advancement? When you feel good about what you're creating and co-creating and sharing, when you feel good about yourself, when you feel good about your energy, when you feel good about what you're, you're bringing to the table, because it's not about you, it's about the connection and the co-creation, the collaboration, the mutual benefit of these upgrades. When you feel fucking great about that, and then you say, yeah, and it's a thousand euro or it's $50,000, and they go, great. You say, cool, and you receive it, and it's like you don't feel any different. Once you've eased the friction and the resistance between your contribution and the money that's coming in, then you just develop a sense of expectancy. And you never again, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but you'll never again feel like you're doing something to someone by having them pay you. I've actually seen people apologize for sending an invoice. I've actually seen people feel bad for charging as if the, the transaction was somehow an injury that they were inflicting upon somebody else. To me, that represents one of two things. It represents that they actually don't feel that good about what they're sharing, number one. Number two, they are zero comfortable at receiving. They just don't know how to receive. And this shows up everywhere. You can, you can even feel it like if you hug somebody. You know, and you hug sometimes, you hug people and they're just like, and they're all like, frozen. And I get it. Some people have, you know, trauma or some people have, you know, the, the loop of trauma or some people don't want to be misinterpreted or that, you know, they're, they're just not a hugger. But you become that way. Most people are not born not huggers. Touch is such a normal, natural part of the human experience. And some people just, for whatever reason, aren't that good at receiving. It's very hard for them to receive a really big hug. That's why a good hug, a safe hug, a, a, a healthy hug can be transformative, can be life-changing. So if you ever found yourself feeling apologetic about making an offer, 
feeling apologetic about asking for a raise, feeling apologetic about raising your prices, investigate those two premise. Is it that you don't feel confident in what you're providing or that you suck at receiving? You just need to practice being a better receiver. Now, there's a giant difference between being good at receiving and having an entitlement mentality. Totally different thing. But when you get in the zone of value creation, where you really sense that what you're doing and contributing is shifting things in a, in a significant way, then receiving income for it is a gift that you're giving the other person because they're getting to participate in their own upgrades. Is this all making sense so far? Nina says, how to be a better receiver? Well, first of all, wealth walks. Go on a walk, leave your phone at home, and just notice all the ways in which you are receiving. Ivona says, offer cool, already taking much more than other coaches in Poland. Perfect, now collect more than anybody in Europe. And just match the value and then the value that you're helping people to, to experience with what you're receiving. It's that simple. Tonight I'm teaching this class at, uh, at this, I don't know, mastermind party festival thing in Austin. And uh, they asked me to go in and teach self-defense. And so we did a little video explaining what it was. And on the video I said, look, in order to, to defend yourself, you first have to identify yourself. And most people have no sense of self or who the, this multifaceted being that they actually are is. And so they end up defending the wrong thing. So come to the class tonight. We're going to explore who and what you actually are. And then we're going to show you how to defend that spacesuit or how to defend that physical body so you can tap into your own inner ethical predator. And everybody in there is like, yeah. Now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go teach the class. People are gonna experience themselves in a vacuum of judgment. They're gonna experience energy and power. If any of you went to Legacy Live, you already have a sense of how intense that can be. So people are gonna go have that experience. At the end, I'm gonna make an offer. I'm absolutely gonna make an offer. And so I expect that tonight, teaching this class, if I've got 30 people in there, I expect that I'll probably make around 10, maybe $15,000. I could make much less, I could make much more, but that's a number that feels good to me. How I'm gonna make that, I don't know yet. I'll know once I get there. But I consider it a disservice to introduce somebody to all these new ideas and new ways of being that are new to them, very normal for me, but new to them. I consider it a disservice not to give somebody a way to continue to move forward. So, yeah, I expect to make money tonight. Why wouldn't I? Why, why wouldn't I have a day where, where, I, where money just flows? One, one other thing I'll share is that, not one other thing, there's several things, but the idea of money being a special occasion, this is taught to us from a very early age. You know, when I was a kid, I, sometimes I got an allowance you know, five bucks. And it was like once a month. Sometimes it was twice a month. Kind of depends on if my dad had a job or not. You know, he was doing odd jobs or he was a school teacher, all these different things. But I learned as a kid that money happens sometimes. <clears throat> and then for a very brief period of time, I actually had a job, the only job I've ever had. Uh, I was a bouncer for six months and you get paid on the first and the 15th. 
So I, again, there's that, there's that hypnosis. But once I started to understand the wisdom economy, or at least my earlier understanding of it, I realized that there's not a day that goes by that you can't get paid. In fact, a day that you don't receive money is clear evidence that there's choices that you made a couple of days ago to not add significant measurable value to somebody's life. Let me say it again. The day that you don't receive money is feedback. It's evidence that yesterday or the day before, or maybe three days before that, you made a conscious choice to not add significant measurable value to someone else's life. And that's totally cool. If somebody chooses not to add significant measurable value to someone else's life, totally fine. But then you can't be puzzled and shocked when you don't get money. Now again, I'm not suggesting that money is the only currency. There are dozens of currencies. But money is a useful one because it is a freedom amplifier. Money multiplies your freedom. And I know that you guys are far enough along the path here that we don't have to do any disclaimers. You do hear this out in the wild. But money, money doesn't buy happiness. No, it doesn't. It just gives you a very powerful tool to demonstrate the happiness that you're already feeling. So I would suggest that if you're interested in having more money flowing in, authentic money as Dr. Jack calls it, if you'd like to have more money flowing into your life, then just normalize the receiving of it. Why not entertain lots of possibilities in your mind about what it would be like to receive a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand this week or today? By the way, when it comes to thinking about numbers, it's a little bit like, uh, like basketball. You know, when I was a kid, we had a basketball hoop in our backyard and I would get under it and I would get to where I could make the baskets pretty consistently. So I thought, oh, let me, I'm gonna do some, you know, from across the yard. So I move all the way back to the yard and I'm missing like 10 out of 10. And then I got all frustrated. I was like, God, this isn't fun. So I moved back under the basket again, making 10 out of 10, but then I was bored. So I thought, you know what's fun? Is moving back to where you're hitting like, three out of five. You're, you're making enough baskets to feel confident, but you're missing enough to be focused and grow. Financial goals are the exact same thing. So if you're making, I don't know, 10,000 a month right now, and you set a goal for a million a month, you're, you're, you're like standing in the gymnasium next door, wondering why the, the ball's not going in the basket. You're moving too far away. So move back just far enough where you start to miss, but it's still exciting. So very practically, investing time every day in imagining what it would be like to receive an extra $500, $1,000, maybe doubling your income. And you start to imagine what that would be like, what that would feel like. And you normalize it. You begin to develop a healthy expectation. Combine that with Wealth Walks. Combine that with Money Map. Combine that with Money Magnet. And when you feel the fear, the doubt, the resistance creeping in, go fucking take a nap. Go meditate. Go, go make yourself feel good. 
Go do something that makes you feel more like you. Distract yourself from the little grossness, the little static of this not feeling good. Don't push through it. Detach from it. Detach from it. Distract yourself from it. Strategic ignorance. And then you'll feel ready to go back in. This is the fastest, most consistent, and most sustainable way that I've ever found to continually uh, amplify your amount of money in your life. And in, in my own life, as I've experienced going from, um, you know, making like 800 bucks a month teaching martial arts classes to eventually I was making around $8,000 a month um, personal income. And I had a, an instructor who challenged me, one of, my, one of my first mentors. He said, all right, Mr. Elder, you're now on track for making $100,000 a year. He said, your goal now is to make that a quarterly goal to make $100,000 a quarter. I was like, yes, sir. So I went to work, worked on my mindset, my wealth frequency, what I understood of it back then. And I began increasing my income because I realized every dollar I was increasing was a result of my choice to add significant measurable value to somebody else's life and then invite them to value themselves at the same level. So I raised my fees, I raised my prices because I was adding all this extra stuff. And every once in a while, one of my students or the parents would say, oof, that's too expensive. And I just wouldn't say anything. I would just sit there and look at them and just kind of smile. And they'd say, well, that's a lot more than I thought I was gonna pay. And I would just smile. That, I, that's not for me to convince them. I know it's gonna happen if they enroll. It's up to them to decide if they want what they said they wanted. So they would say, oh, that's too expensive. And I'd just smile. And then they'd, they'd say, that's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be. And I would just kind of keep looking there at the price. Here's the, here's the enrollment. And then they, one time the parent said, you know, Mr. Elder, that's, we really like the class and that's great, but you know, this is uh, a lot more than I was planning to pay. And a matter of fact, there's a school a couple of blocks away uh, and they only charge $50 a month. And my, my tuition was 200. And I said, totally understand. Every, uh, every school places a value on what their classes are worth. Uh, and every parent places a value on what their child's education is worth. Whatever, whatever makes the most sense for you. Do you take American Express? Yes, sir, we sure do. May I have the card, please? This game is very easy to play. And I don't mean it in a diminishing sort of way, but it is a game. One time for coaching, uh, a guy calls me up. We went through the Four Gates conversation, went through the whole thing. And he said, uh, Jesse, sounds really good. I really want to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't think I'm prepared to pay that much. So, uh, yeah, I just, that, that's, that's a lot of money. And I said, all right, great. I appreciate you letting me know that we will not be working together. Have an awesome day. Wait, 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 wait. Now you, you, you mentioned that there's a, an incentive that I can get if I do it now. Can I, uh, can I think about it over the weekend? Cause I just need to, uh, you know, I just need to meditate. You know, I, I don't make any decisions right away. I just, I just, I just like to meditate. Can I call you tomorrow? I said, of course. 
You can call me tomorrow. You can call me a month from now. You can call me 10 years from now. And if I, by some weird chance, still have an opening for this uh, spot, then you're more than welcome to have it. And I can promise you it will be worth every penny of the $12,000 investment. And he said, wait, 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 I thought you said it was 9000 You said that there's an incentive for $3,000. And I said, well, that incentive is for people who are swift implementers, for people who know what they want and who are decisive uh, and people who take action and people who don't feel the need to think about it and meditate and do all the things that they, that they you know, other people do. And I respect that process. If that's what you feel the need to do, totally get it. Uh, but that incentive is reserved for people who are fast uh, implementers because those are people who get better results. Those are people who are a lot more fun to work with. And those are the people that I prefer to reward by reducing the tuition by $3,000. So um, you can take as long as you like to think about it. And if I happen to have any openings by the time you call me back, I'd love to work with you and it will be worth every penny of the 12,000. But can I get the discount tomorrow? Can you just give me the discount tomorrow? Yeah, I could. Um, but then I would immediately have to go out of business because I'd no longer have any integrity. See, the people that have earned this discount are those that trust themselves enough to make a swift decision. And I respect your process. Um, I also respect the relationship that I have with my clients. So totally up to you, whatever you want to do. Well, can I give you half now and half next week? Absolutely. How would you like to take care of the 4500 Credit card. Perfect. I'm ready when you are. Okay, the number is blah, 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 blah. And see, there's no emotion around this. There's no emotion around it. And as you continue to develop your own mindset and you develop your own self, and as you continue to develop your own skills and your competence at whatever you do, as you continue to outgrow the ways in which you're contributing and you continue to find newer and more powerful ways to contribute, you, your work becomes more valuable. So you should absolutely continue to raise your fees because the reality is there's a buyer at every price point. You can go buy a car today for $300 on Craigslist, or you can go buy a Lamborghini Urus for $246,000. So how much is a car? The range is vast. You're the one that determines the value of what you have, not just by how you feel, but by the results that people are getting. I have been very tempted to create a version of Ultimate Mind, which is only for people who have played the money game to the point where they're, already, they're investing millions of dollars a year in infrastructure, teams, um, corporate trainings, and all those kind of things. And eventually that program may be created. And the value of that will be reflected in the price. But for right now, I am more than content, delighted actually, to have ultimates at uh, 1500 because that's a price that makes people take it seriously enough, but is also still accessible. And you know, I know that there's a lot of people, and you have this happen as well, 
that no matter how little you charge, there's still going to be people saying, oh, you know, that's a lot. Hold your ground. Say, yeah, I get it. And, uh, you know, when you're ready, it'll be here. But you don't, you don't help people by lowering the barrier. You help them by holding strong and becoming a goal. So far, so good. Ultimate money. It's an emotional journey. So having practices every day that allow you to find that feeling of abundance, to find that feeling of plenty, the feeling of prosperity, the feeling of adventure and freedom and fun, that feeling is the first part. Then from that feeling come the ideas, the actions, the, maybe even the training, the mentors. You know, what's the next thing that you get to learn on? And then the ideas begin to reveal themselves. I'll, I'll give you guys a little, uh, a little seed here, um, a little hint. As Freedom Teachers continues to grow and we will reach 100,000 people in that community, well before then, I'll be rolling out an official teacher training. And actually this teacher training, which I'm gonna talk about later in, uh, in the group today in Freedom Teachers, there are actually three levels of Freedom Teachers, three, le three levels of people who are doing the work of helping humans. And so depending on where somebody's at, there will be a training that will be uh, designed to help get them to the next level. This is going to be the most thorough, detailed, experiential training that I've ever created. Think about it like the 21 day challenge mixed with ultimate mind, mixed with ultimate party, all of these things put together and every challenge is designed so that you can expand your capacity, so you can expand your skill, improve your ability to look somebody in the eye and know that you're delivering value because you've gotten your own experiences that you've done for yourself that you're bringing to the table, not just your coaching experience, Coaching experience is actually bullshit. It's sharing of relevant life experience relatable to the person, relatable to the client. That's how you coach. You don't coach by following some fucking formula. Well, the first step in our stop here is we're gonna give you the... No, fuck that. Be so good you can't be ignored. The reason why there's almost 3,000 people in Freedom Teachers right now is because I'm a fucking awesome communicator. And other people who are awesome communicators respect that. They feel at home around someone who's as good as they are. Or they're attracted, they're drawn to investigate to see how they can be that good. That's why the group is grown. Not because of, of you know, we have a nice color on the banner or the graphics are perfect. The graphics suck. If you click on that picture... Poor Alex, man, he's such a, he's so good at all the detail. He's like, that uh, picture is a little uh, grainy. I'm like, I know, man, but we're going to use it. <laughs> so following a formula, that's like choreographing your sex life. Oh, for three minutes, we're going to do it. And then for two minutes, we're going to do this. And a certain pattern. Fuck that. Give me a break, man. Somewhere between hand-holding and hair-pulling and choking and cranking up the music and turning on the lights. Somewhere in there lies the truth. <laughs> Actual coaching is a sharing of your full frequency and a sharing of the most recent relevant results that you've gotten in your own life. When I was going through my own focus wheel this morning, healing my fucking throat and teeth and headache and all this stuff, after I finished the focus, I was like, ooh, man, that was a good one. I, have, I haven't come out of such a, a dive in a while. That was great. 
And immediately I knew, I'm gonna share this with Ultimates today because this is the exact same feeling as the wealth frequency. <laughs> so it's not following a formula. I can't imagine ever inflicting that on you guys. So huh, we could keep going forever, but you got shit to do. And uh, has this been useful for you? Can you apply some of this for yourself? Covered a lot today. Covered a lot. Shall we? Because uh, I know you guys know the drill now. Nobody's going to be leaving. Oh, do you guys want to hear the focus wheel? Ivana, you're totally right about that. I am delightfully impacted by the muse. All right, let's do that. Good call, Dave. Thank you. Uh, here's the Bible, the book of vibrational relevance. <laughs> A reading from the chapter of Saturday. Let's get, let's get comfortable here. Welcome to the, welcome to the, to the lair. All right, where's this fine-ass focus wheel? All right, uh, keep in mind, just uh, for, for some housekeeping here, um, I don't write focus wheels for the purpose of sharing. I don't even write them for the purpose of going back and reviewing. It's like doing a bunch of push-ups. You do the push-up for the exercise. You don't need to make a bunch of videos and watch yourself doing push-ups to check your form. Push-up's pretty simple. So you do it for the exercise. The purpose of the focus wheel is to get you to focus, not to go back and read later. So the reason I'm saying that is because if I, if I stutter and slow down because I can't read my own fucking writing here, that's why. The focus wheel serves its purpose. So uh, Lisa, I keep them. Occasionally I burn them, but that's a different story. All right, so here we go. The focus wheel is on vital force. Now keep in mind, um, I entered this focus wheel feeling like shit. <laughs> I entered this particular focus wheel. There we go. Uh, I entered this particular focus wheel not feeling great. All right. Uh, in fact, I was feeling kind of shitty, kind of off. And uh, that's right, my 100%. So I was like, even in my mind, it's like, shit, I might, I might have, to have to bail on this class tonight. I don't even know how I'm going to teach ultimates today. I don't have a voice, but now. Uh. So here we go. Number one thing I wrote, and you guys know how to do this, right? You write the, the topic in the middle, vital force, and then you write the segments. So first thing I wrote is, there is a stream of well-being that flows eternally and ever-present within all forms of matter and in each cell. That made sense to me, so I wrote that out. Uh, can you guys still see this okay? I know we had some glitches in the uh, in the space here. If I need to go back out, I will. Let me know that you can hear this before I continue because you're going to want to hear the whole thing. Are we good? No? Oh, shit. Did I lose you? Where are you? Are we good? Okay, cool. All right, so number one, there's a stream of well-being that flows eternally and ever-present within all forms of matter and in each cell. Number two, Accepting, acknowledging, and inviting the stream to flow is a partnership that I am always a part of and which aids me. 
Now, by the way, when I did those first two, I was already starting to feel better because I was doing something about it. I wasn't wallowing in my in my pain. I wasn't like, oh shit, what if this? No, it's like focused, feeling good. Number three, by directing my free will focus uh, on the directions I choose and which please me, I direct the stream and it works miracles through me. I already feel the relief that my focus can yield. I love knowing that it only requires one degree at a time. There is only body-mind. The physical follows the mental and emotional. I have access to more energy and now get to release any resistance to it so that it flows to become more in the shape of my vision. Next, I am already feeling so much better as my fields shift my physical. Like a tight, fast turn on the bike, I lean in the direction I desire while savoring the contact with my past momentum for the perfect feedback it gives, and I am now complete. Uh, Muse, I was thinking about you on that last on that last line. I'm now complete. So that was the focus wheel, and by the time I finished that focus wheel, I was legit feeling fucking awesome. Like throat wasn't even hurting. It was just like a little tiny tickle in the back of my throat. No big deal. Jaw solid. Let's go. Brain, 100% on fire, ready to roll. So this whole reality thing, it's all residue. It's all the, the remnants of what was. And we are constantly creating it in every, uh, in every new moment. Which includes money, by the way. There's as much of it as you can stand receiving. Yes, it helps to be competent. Yes, it helps to be confident. Yes, it helps to have the right tools and the right words, but that's what we're here for, right? Life is what we make of it. So why not lean in the direction that life is actually going, which is expansive. <laughs> have an amazing day, night, wherever you are. If you're in Freedom Teachers, I'll see you there at uh, 2 p.m. And no fucking clue what time it is right now. And uh, yeah, it was nice to curse a little with you guys today. <laughs> Bye.